going to start off this morning, um, I just want to go right to the Lord in prayer for two things. And I want to go together um, in prayer. both of them related to our nursery workers. So these are people who have signed up and have come to a training and have stepped up to serve uh, this body of believers and to serve this congregation um, by watching babies. And so I want to lift up Jess Brooks in prayer right at the beginning of service here. Um, we prayed, was it just last week? Okay. Um, we prayed last week for the for the boys of our congregation and we covered them in prayer. Um one of those boys was Jess Brooks's son, and we had said how she had been in a car accident. Um, she was scheduled to work in the nursery this morning. She is suffering from a pretty severe concussion. So anyone who has suffered that knows there's lingering issues that come with that. So I, we just want to lift her up in prayer um, this morning, um, right at the beginning of service here. And then secondly, uh, Julian Roach was taken to the hospital last night. They're t- doing tests on him. He had spasms in his arms and his legs. Um, And so Renee, uh, that's her little boy, all grown up. Um, She was scheduled to work in the nursery as well. Nursery is open because there's a process that works. Um, We have subs that step in and we're thankful for them. Um, So it is open, um, but I just want to pray for these guys, you know, and I found it interesting that Julian came under attack, you know, just last week. Oh, yeah. So we prayed for Chucky Musella, who had a leukemia diagnosis. Charles and Brenda served first first Sunday. So, I mean, isn't that interesting? I just find that pattern interesting, that um, those, the people we're praying for, the people who are coming under attack are kind of tied to serving in the nursery and serving this body of believers. So as a body, I just want to come in unity with one accord and lift them up in prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord God, as as uh, Erie Christian Fellowship Church, Lord, we come before you. We come boldly into your throne room, Lord God, and we place before your throne Jess Brooks and the Brooks family, um, her body, her brain, Father. We ask for healing in her body. Lord God, I just pray for um, that you would strengthen her and her family, Lord, their marriage, their bodies, Lord, their sons, um, their parenting, Lord God. We just, I just ask that you would cover them, Lord Jesus. Just touch them this morning, Lord God. Father, we come before you and we bring before you Julian, um, Father, and I ask that you would touch his body, Father, that there would be healing um, with your healing power, Lord God, not just his body, Lord God, but also his heart, Father God. I just pray that there would be healing in his heart and peace in his life, Father God, and just health in his body and his bones, Lord Jesus. I just pray that you would pour yourself out more and more and more into that whole family, Alan Renee and Destiny, Lord God, that there would just be a of your spirit in their midst, in their home, Lord God. Um, We just thank you for them, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray again for Charles and Brenda, Lord God, that you would strengthen them, Father. I thank you that uh, Chucky Musella uh, is strong and that his body functions, Lord Jesus, in perfection, Lord God, that he will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Father, that he will be raised up as an evangelist, Father God, who spreads, spreads the name of Jesus. Father, I just thank you and praise you that when we come before you in unity, Lord God, that you uh, hear our prayers, Lord God, and that our prayers are powerful and effective, Lord Jesus. And I thank you that you are moving to will and to work your perfect will in the lives of these families. Father, I pray a hedge of protection around our nursery workers. God, we thank you for them. Father, we thank you for those who step up and step out to lead and to give and to serve. 
and to give their time, to give their energy even to the littlest ones. Lord God, and I pray a hedge of protection around their bodies, around their minds, around their homes, around their finances and their families. In Jesus' mighty name, I thank you and praise you this morning. And we all say together, amen. sharing the mic today. If you guys could stand with me, we're going to do a call to worship this morning. And as I was just thinking about this morning and praying about it, uh, the, this, the phrase or this feeling of the magnitude of God, the magnitude of God is just what was resonating in my spirit. The, he's omnipotent, he's omniscient, he's omnipresent, he's everywhere, he knows all things, and he can do all things. And so we just want to worship that God this morning, the one true God, the only God that is all those things, the God who is above all and, a, and ahead of all. And so we want to worship that God this morning. And out of Ephesians 1, I want to read this call to worship. And it's interesting, I've never done a call to worship out of Ephesians 1 before, but it just talks about the power, the majesty, the greatness, and the glory of our God. And that's something to get excited about and to worship this morning. It goes like this. In what, uh, this is verse 19, Ephesians 1, and what is the exceeding greatness, exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above, not just a little bit above, but far above, I love this, all principality and power and might and dominion and every name, not just some names, but every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age in which is to come. And he put all things, not some things, but he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And us as his body, as the church this morning, I just want to raise up a shout and a prayer and a thanksgiving and a worship to that King of Kings, that Lord of Lords, who is all powerful, all knowing and everywhere, which means he's here this morning. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come before you today. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. We thank you for your power, Lord, your magnificence, Lord, your majesty, your greatness. And Father, we give you all the honor and the glory and the power, and we come before you and worship you on bended knee today. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship. church. Did you feel the mountains tremble? Did you hear the oceans roar? When the people rose to sing of Jesus Christ, the risen one. Feel the peace. 
people tremble did you hear the singers roar when the lost began to sing of jesus christ the saving one and we can see that god you're moving a mighty river through the nations the young and old will turn to jesus fling wide you heavenly gates prepare the way of the risen lord open up the doors and let the music play let the streets resound with singing songs that bring your hope and songs that bring your joy dancers who dance upon injustice darkness tremble and all the saints join in one song and all the streams flow as one river wash away our brokenness let's sing that again do you feel the darkness tremble when all the saints join in one song and all the streams flow as one river wash away our brokenness and here we see that god you're moving a time of jubilee is coming when young and old return to jesus fling wide you heavenly gates Prepare the way of the risen Lord. Open up the doors and let the music play. Let the streets resound with singing. Songs that upon injustice open up the doors and let the music singing songs that bring your hope and songs that bring your joy dancers who dance upon injustice
Church, this morning as we prepare to take communion as a family, over and over in my spirit, I just keep hearing more grace, more grace, more grace, more grace. Communion is a supernatural impartation of God's grace. It's not a mid-morning snack. Something supernatural and powerful happens when you partake of the Lord's Supper and doing in remembrance. Jesus said, do this as often as you do, do this in remembrance of me. And we say this almost every week. It is bringing to the present the power of the cross. That is what it is. Who here this morning needs the power of the cross for the battle, for the journey? I mean, we prayed this morning. We, we lifted up specific families this morning, right even before we started church, because walking in this life requires more grace, more grace. And there is one who came. There is one who came and walked this walk. He did it for us. He is not unfamiliar with our suffering. We, in fact, are unfamiliar with his, the depths of his suffering. And this is why we can come to him in our struggles. This isn't a table we come to in our, in our goodness. It's not a table we come to in our perfection. It's a table that we come to. We walk to the table. We crawl to the table. We drag ourselves to the table to partake of the blood and the body of our risen Lord because we are in desperate need of more grace, of more grace. He reminded me this morning, um, Anna was just about to turn three years old. It's, that's my firstborn. We have eight kids. And I had such a hard time parenting this little girl, which is ridiculous because she was so good. I was so, I was so bound up. I was so uptight about parenting and doing it right, doing it well. I just didn't want to mess up. And I just struggled with this little girl. And I remember being in prayer. I remember right where I was and I had my Bible and I was in prayer. And I was like, God, what is wrong with her? <laughs> and immediately I heard in my spirit, she is not the problem. And I knew, I mean, he just opened my eyes in that moment. I, until I could receive grace, I had a receiving problem. I still struggle. I still have to be so intentional about receiving because I can drag myself to the table and partake and still not receive. So I'm just taking this all the way, okay? I'm taking, I just want to take it all the way. Until we receive more grace, we can beg for more grace. We can ask for more grace. We can come to the table wanting more grace. But when we take it, we must believe. We must believe that it is a supernatural impartation of grace and we must open our hearts to receive. And now anytime since then, my, my parenting turned around just like that, that day, that day. That's all it took. He said it, I prayed a prayer, I said no more, and I had seven more kids. So I received an impartation of grace that day. And now anytime I'm struggling with someone and I say, God, what is wrong with them? I think of that moment. And immediately I go to the Lord about me. And I say, God, more grace, more grace, more grace, more of his grace. Grace is space, church. It's space to come into his presence and receive. The plate in the middle is gluten-free. If you are gluten-free, please take from that. 
um, the rest of it is a double cup system. So you're just picking up one and it's a double cup stacked. Uh, so you have your bread and your juice. Um, you'll be coming down the aisles. Take your elements and you're going to circle back to your seats uh, and then hold on to them because we're going to partake of communion together this morning. Go ahead, church. Start moving. Come to the table of the Lord. Come and receive more grace. ago, I believe it was last Sunday, uh, as everyone had left, I was up here and collecting our stuff from all of our kids. It's like a bomb went off on the first two rows here. Uh, and our kids usually take the notepapers and they draw stuff and they write stuff. And I know they're listening to the message and the sermon and all the things that are going on. And I saw this sitting on the floor, and I picked it up, and I just wanted to share it with you guys. And I don't know who wrote it. I think I know, but I won't say. It's just real big. It says, I love Jesus. And then a little sentence under it says, Lord, you don't just do good. You do perfect. And it just hit me. Man, it just hit my spirit. It was like... You know, we say he's a good, good father, and, and he is good, but he's so much more than good. He is perfect. The perfect plan of redemption, what we're about to partake in, the perfect healing he provided for on the cross, the perfect reconciliation to God the Father, everything. Jesus was and is perfect. Not a good man, not a nice prophet, but perfection from God the Father in his Son, Jesus Christ. And as I was thinking about and praying about communion this morning, because of his perfection, and in the Bible it talks about that he is that vine, and we're the branches that are connected to this vine. Pastor Andy and I have talked about 
there's this massive tree up here on our property and it has this massive root structure and the base of the tree has got to be, I mean, I don't know, I can't even get my arms near around to the edges of it. And when I read that scripture, I don't just think of this vine and these, these branches that are just flapping in the wind about to rip off. But if you look at that tree, there's literally like trees coming out of the tree. It is so rooted and grounded. Jesus is so perfect, so rooted and so grounded. When we attach ourselves to him, we are like a tree planted by the water. We are a tree connected to the tree. And we grow in fruit and in goodness and in faithfulness because of who he is. We're not just a little vine. We're just not just branch flapping around the wind about to be snapped off this morning, church. We are firmly rooted, firmly planted with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords for what he has done for us and who he is, the perfect one. Not just the good one, but the perfect one. Thank you, Lord. Father, we come before you. Jesus, we thank you. We reflect upon the sacrifice that we can't even begin to imagine or understand. As Pastor Liz said, we thank you for that sacrifice. We also know that when you walk this earth, you sensed and felt and dealt with everything that we deal with. So our suffering and our challenges are not new to you. But you have provided a way for abundant grace because of the cross. And we thank you for it this morning. That divine impartation of grace, we partake in it this morning. And it refreshes us, renews us, revitalizes us. And we thank you for it. The Bible says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed. He took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the lord's death till he comes let us partake father we just thank you we worship you Lord, we worship the magnitude of your perfection, the magnitude of your power, the magnitude of your faithfulness. And Lord, we thank you that you are always with us and you never let us down. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Stand with me. We're going to continue to worship the Lord. The altar is open.
which is not a normal thing. Um, uh, Jane came over to meet Jane Carter, and she just felt that the Lord was saying the service was for healing today, our gathering together. And I know a lot of people need healing. We've been talking about it. Uh, Pastor Jason um, sent an email a little bit, a bit ago to Pastor Liz and I just about, I think we talked about it, like God had spoken to you for healing marked by miracles and all of that kind of, kind of stuff and that you felt that the Lord was really bringing that back. And um, one of the things that I was uh, asked the Lord this past week, it's like, you know, last Sunday I started speaking about renewing our minds, keeping our minds fixed on Him. And then that day was when Chucky, my nephew, was diagnosed with leukemia and it was just like, oh, okay, this message is for me, obviously. And um, I just asked him, I was like, you know, why don't we see a lot of miracles and healings? And very quick, he just said, it's because of the lack of love. Because when Jesus, Jesus healed people because he loved them. That's, he wanted to, he loved them. A lot of times we look for miracles and healing and I don't know how to describe it, but sometimes we just want to see something. And we're operating in faith and whatnot, but I think we forget. Uh, I don't see a lot of miracles in people's lives in my life because I don't know if I love them really the way Jesus did. Or I care enough to walk up to them and talk to them in a, a very meaningful, compassionate way and present healing or Jesus to them. But this morning, a lot of us need healing in our children, in our own bodies, in our own hearts, in our own minds, and um, I want to honor the Holy Spirit and what He has spoken through someone that we trust very much, um, Jane, and I want to encourage you, uh, if you need healing today, please come forward. Uh, we're going to pray for you, not you with oil, um, but I want you to understand that the reason that Jesus heals, the reason he loves you. Like, I want us to focus on the cross. He loves you. He loves you. Focus on his agape love, that unconditional, never gonna leave you, no matter what, faithful to the end, love. As we pray this morning, okay? So if you guys could continue just to worship the Lord, and um, if you need healing, come up if you want to say something, Pastor Jason or Pastor for your children, I want you to come up. And what we're going to do is if you count yourself a part of this body of believers, an active part of this body of believers, meaning that there is love in you for the, the people whom you worship with, then what I'm going to do is when, when you've come up, if you're coming up for healing, come up now. Don't wait. Come up. Because the rest of us are going to surround these people. You're not, you don't get just to come to church and just sit in your seat. If you can, there's two roles here today. There's receiving, and then there's the love and the giving. And there's just two camps. There's no spectators. We've said it's not a spectator's board. If you're a guest, right, 
you're cool. You can come and you can participate. You don't have to participate. I'm not forcing anyone, but what I'm telling you is that this walk, this love walk, it is active, it's intentional, and it's hard. It's hard. That's why we need Jesus in order to do it. That's why we need Jesus in order to do it. He's our example. So if you're up here, Eva, Ruby, these are my children. I'm calling them. I can call them out. Come up. Just stand around the outside, guys. You pray for me. You pray for me with power. You're going to just reach your hands out, and we're just going to surround. We're going to surround each other, and we're just going to cry out to the Lord. As we're doing that, as the prayers of the people are coming from behind, the elders of the church are going to go, yeah, and we're just going to lay hands and just begin to pray. It's going to be hard for us to tell who's up here for healing and who's up here for prayer. So if you're up here for healing and we haven't come to you, you know, give us a little sign, all right? All right. We're just going to we're just going to love each other. We're going to be a family this morning. We're going to be the family of God this morning. We're going to be the family of God this morning.
hands up here. Just lift your hands so we don't miss you guys. Okay? You guys are welcome to stay up here if you're already welcome to back to see.
kind of some ruckus worship um, and just sealing what God has done here this morning in receiving, in receiving, and in receiving. So we're just going to end with celebration. And when we're finished with this song, we'll come up. We have a couple of um, important announcements uh, for you as a body. Um, and Andy has something to share real quick. He prepared an awesome message for today. And... Um, what I love about Pastor Andy is no one, no one is more submitted to the Holy Spirit and to the Lord than he is, except maybe my husband. They're like tied neck and neck. Love them. Okay, let's worship. Jesus. 
Jesus. Fling wide you heavenly gates, prepare the way of the risen Lord. Open up the doors and let the music play, let the streets resound with singing. Do you feel the darkness tremble when all the saints join in one song and all the streams flow as one river to wash away our brokenness? Sing that again. Do you feel the darkness tremble when all the saints join in one song and all the streams flow as one river to wash away our brokenness? And here we see that, God, you're moving. A time of jubilee is coming. When young and old return to Jesus, fling wide you heavenly gates, prepare the way of the risen Lord. Open up the doors and let the music play, let the streets resound with singing.
Um, real quick, just a couple encouragements. So we just prayed, believing God for healing. Amen. And sometimes God instantly heals. Sometimes it's a process. I've learned both. I have been instantly healed of um, asthma. Uh, I should say instantly. It, it was a process, but it was pretty instant. It was like I, I talked about it last week. Um, I just felt like I had been learning about healing. I felt like God say, this is your time. And I felt in my heart that I just needed to get rid of my inhaler. Now, I'm never going to tell somebody to get rid of their medicine. But for me, this is what the Holy Spirit did for me. And I tossed it, and I went and took a jog. And I made it almost through. And then all of a sudden, the asthma started to kick in. And I had to take control of my thoughts because I had fear. And the Holy Spirit just reminded me of the word. By his stripes, I am healed. And I was just holding on to him. That I had those things that I prayed that I prayed for when I asked them in faith, and then um, I went out again, uh, and the same thing happened. And I went out again, and by that time, I never had it again. So it was a kind of an instant, not instant thing, but that's how it happened for me. Um, and I've seen uh, other people. It was a journey. Even my calf. So I pulled my calf muscle last Saturday. I pulled this calf muscle like five years ago to the point that it felt like it was going to explode. The muscles were so tight. I went to the doctor, I got a muscle relaxer. The muscle relaxer gave me hives on my scalp and I was like, this is just awful. So I got rid of that and it took weeks for this thing to heal. This one I pulled and I was like, this is not happening again, in Jesus' name. And within, I'm walking. Last week I came up the cane on Sunday because it was hard to walk up the steps, but it's, it's almost completely healed after one week. And I've been standing on a scripture, you know, Isaiah 40, 31, you know, the, uh, wait on the Lord, you will, say it again, he shall renew your strength, you will mount up on wings like eagles, you will run and not grow weary, weary, you will run and not, or walk and not faint, and I've been holding on to, I will run and not grow weary and pull my calf muscle, I will walk and not faint, and uh, something the Lord has also been teaching me uh, quite a bit is, you know, when you're with Jesus, you know, he walked everywhere. He walked at every miracle that he did. Right? He took his time. He was never late. He knew exactly where he was going, what he was going to do. And when we walk with him, it is a walk. We need to walk uh, slowly with him, trusting him one step at a time, day by day. So as you were, came up here and he laid hands on you, your job now is to begin to put the practice, you know, if you had prayer for your hands, begin to operate. My hands and Jesus saying, I'm gonna walk on my, my calf. I'm like, I'm walking. I played softball the last two games. I just pitched, I didn't run, but I just was like, I'm gonna keep playing. So begin to act on your faith. But um, my message was going to revolve around renewing your mind. And so I want to just encourage you all to um, take the thoughts captive. Uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. This was last week. It said, For though we walk, in the flesh we do not war according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought captive, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So if you have just asked God to heal you, take every thought captive. Every day the devil 
is going to say, you're not going to be healed. You're going to die or whatever it might be. Your flesh is going to say, still hurt. You know, take every thought captive. This is what, this is what I have to do. This is what I was reminded to do so heavily last week as I preached this message. And um, I'm going to talk more about this the next time I actually preach this message. But uh, meditating on scripture, that word meditate actually means to like chew the cud like a cow. So a cow eats grass, chews it, and swallows it, and then regurgitates it. Sounds gross, but chews it again and just keeps doing that until it's fully chewed and absorbed into its body. And so the word of God is life. It is power. And we need to get every scripture that we can, every promise that we can, every story that we can, and we need to meditate on it, chew it, think about it, talk about it to yourself when you're by yourself and regurgitate it and do it again and swallow it and regurgitate it and do it again until it manifests, all right? And then you'll have a testimony. Um, so I just want to encourage you, you know, if you didn't receive an instant healing this morning, this is your, this is what we are supposed to do as followers of Jesus is to continue day by day in his word, holding tightly to it because it is our life. Amen. And also remember, Jesus heals because he loves you. He loves you. If there's one thing to remember today, he loves you. All right? Amen. I have some announcements, um, but I'm just going to piggyback off of that real quick. Um, I was doing a course on faith, an online uh, Bible school course on faith. And at that time, I suffered from tree pollen allergies really badly. Um, I would have to take Claritin like for three months every spring. And um, I would have multiple symptoms, the normal hay fever type symptoms, but every once in a while my eye would completely swell closed. It was very, very painful, itchy. And I'd have to go in the dark, like in my bedroom and lay down and put like a cold washcloth on it. And so I was doing this course and I was coming up on March. And um, I said to Jason, I said, do I go after my healing for allergies or don't I? because you don't have to go after it. If you're gonna go after something in faith, you have to be prepared. Don't just try to have faith because that doesn't work. So many people, well, I tried to believe God for healing and it didn't work. Well, that's because you were trying to believe something. You either believe it and then you defend your belief and you stand on that belief or you aren't there yet and that is okay. God honors when we're honest about where we're at. Then you get into faith you get into the word until you really believe that it's true. Then you can stand on it and defend it and fight for it. So I said to him, I was like, I just don't know if I'm up for it. Because of the fight of faith, it takes energy. It takes focus. And um, I just don't know if I'm up for the fight. And um, In the end, I decided, all right, I'm going to fight for this. I don't want to take Claritin anymore. I don't want to be bound to this. So, um, so I began meditating on just a few scriptures that I honestly believed. I honestly believe, um, like, I didn't have to try to believe it. I know that it's true that uh, God is with me. I will not fear for God is with me. I know that's true. He's with me. And I would just focus on that. He's with me. Um, so I began to meditate on those things that I knew were true, that God created the beauty of creation for me. And so I can receive all the love of the Father, including because it was created for me. So I would stand outside. I would open my arms whenever it would start itching. I'd stand outside and out loud and be like, Father, I receive all the love of the Father. 
I receive all the love that you've created for me and I'd breathe in deep. And then I'd go inside and take a Claritin. And I did that because I had to function, okay? So I, I had to function, but I just kept doing it. And so then slowly, like over time, I stopped needing to take the Claritin, legit. My girlfriend was over and she's itching and she's itching and she's itching. And she's like, oh, the tree pollen is so bad. And I looked at her, I was like, is it? I go on the Weather Channel app, tree pollen, super high. I didn't even know it because I didn't have any symptoms. Um, so I was so excited and I hadn't told anyone. And so my friend Kim came over and I was like, guess what? I'm healed. I got healed of allergies and I told her all about it. And man, she's a faith girl. She was so excited for me. She left an hour later, my eyes start swelling up, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm not exaggerating this. My eyes start swelling up and itching and itching. And I, I have a house full of kids. My husband's at work. I got this house full of kids. I go in my bedroom. I do the cold washcloth. And I'm laying there in the bed. And I was like, you know what? No. Like, this is ridiculous. I get out of bed. I stand up. I get the Claritin out. And I held it up. I was like, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this pill. I thank you for Claritin. And I thank you that I am healed. And I am taking this pill. And guess what, devil? I am healed. I'm no less healed after I swallow the pill than I am before I swallow the pill. No way, no how. God, I thank you for my healing. I took the Claritin. I went about my day. That's the last Claritin I've ever taken. And it was probably eight or nine years ago. And every once in a while, I get a little itch. I do. I get a little itch. And then I just say, I receive all the love of the Father. Because I honestly believe that autoimmune issues sometimes have to do a little bit with the issue of receiving love. Your body's kind of fighting itself instead of being open up and receiving from receiving love. So that was my little thing. I received all the love of the Father. So that piggybacks, right? I had to fight that fight for my healing. But I didn't let the devil discourage me like, oh, look at you, faith girl. You're taking a Claritin again. It's like, heck yeah, I am. Lord, I just praise you and worship you. I just worship the Lord. I did not let the devil, I did not let the enemy steal from me. I just pushed it right in his face. So, yeah, it applies to emotional, yeah, anxiety and PTSD and emotional things too. It's just a little bit more difficult, but it's, it is, it's, it's so difficult. Those things, I, those are more difficult. I'm still walking some of those things out, right? But you can take whatever, if you take a pill, don't just stop taking the pill, right? Where's, there was someone, he was like, I told that woman, you better take that pill again and we'll just continue on in faith. Don't stop it, but hold it up and say, God, I thank you. I thank you that you've made provision for me. I thank you that you're healing me on the inside. And over time, you will begin to see your healing. And you, I've, I've said this before, you'll stop praying for a miracle and you'll become the miracle. I love that. Okay, we better get going, man. We'll keep you here until like one o'clock. Um, it is early. We haven't even been here that long. Uh, I will say this too. I love to celebrate. When we're receiving from heaven, I love to just celebrate. And I think about the woman from the well, the very first evangelist. She came, she, she recognized Jesus. And then, I mean, you couldn't have stopped her. She ran into the city and said, I met a man who told me everything about me. She began telling everyone she knew and could see about Jesus. And so I always like to celebrate celebrate when we receive and when we're when we're going boldly before him to ask for things i like to worship and to celebrate afterwards because he is so good he is so good and so worthy of our praise and worship
Okay, so I have some things I'm excited to talk about. Um, first is uh, offering, not really, um, but I don't want to forget. Normally we take offering your tithes and offerings during the break, but this whole service was different. This is not our normal service. So um, if you have with you your giving envelope, your tithes and offerings, this is a valuable and important part of trusting in the Lord with all of our lives, with all of our heart. Um, And we don't take it lightly. You shouldn't take it lightly. It's an intentional decision that you've made to honor God and to trust him um, with your finances. So Chet, if you want to, you can bring up the, we'll put the offering buckets up front here and um, we'll have them up here. So if you have an offering, you can joyfully bring it at the end of service. Um, and we'll have those here for you. Uh, first announcement, and we're excited about this. It's called Summer Nights. Summer Nights uh, is every Friday night this summer. Um, we are going to be get, just gathering and having an opportunity to gather as a church family to hang, to hang out, to be with one another, to build community, to build relationships, to check in with each other, to have some fun. Uh, it will be, um, we're, ha- we're having it up at the Rose Center. The Rose Center is a little farmhouse up here. Y'all know where the church offices are. We'll have a bonfire. We'll have badminton set up. We'll have the, we have the basketball hoop out by the park. The park is open for the kids. Um, I'm going to have an area for the kids. There'll be bubbles and sidewalk chalk and hula hoops. I'm setting up an area for the little ones that'll have like a little climber, a little sandbox, a little kiddie pool with the Chuck E. Cheese balls in it, no water. So I'm setting out things for the kids um, and for families to do. You are in charge of your own kids. So it's not like I'm babysitting them. I got my own. And I really just set them free and say, don't get into trouble. Um, we're also going to have food. So I think it's 5 to 8 p.m. Yes? Oh, look at Yay. It's 5 to 8 p.m. Food is served at 5.30. So that's just a little window. Give time for people to get here. This week, um, I think Pastor Jason is going to be grilling up some hot dogs. He makes some burnt and some not burnt. So he makes them both ways. We have a big family. So he knows how to grill to different tastes. Uh, but you come out, bring your own lawn chairs or blankets for your kids to sit and eat on. Just come out and hang out. We're just going to probably have some music playing and um, just have some fun just being together. So that is this Friday night at 5 p.m. up at the Rose Center. And it'll be every Friday over the summer. I feel like two of the Fridays we're going to change locations to be at the softball game. If you ever come out to a softball game, it's so much fun. I'm like a nut job on the sideline. Don't come expecting to see Pastor Liz like in all of her. Oh, praise the Lord. I'm just like, what? That was safe. I mean, it's just, I go into straight Ackerman uh, competition. Jesus still, you know, loves us this way mode. It's a lot of fun. So summer nights, um, don't miss it. Second announcement, we're excited to announce that Miss, I almost called her Jenny Lindenberger, that's not her name, Mrs. Jenny Donahue uh, is coming on board with the staff this summer to help us launch a ministry for pre-K families. Um, What that means is that she's going to be helping put together uh, kind of a program that we're going to have on Sunday mornings for, for the kids who are ages four, five, and six. And um, we call it pre-K ministry for families because she's really going to be partnering with parents so that in in developing the kids with tools um, and and things through fun um, to help them grow up and learn how to experience the presence of God. She's really going to train them on how to sit in church and enjoy it. 
Okay, I mean, that's really the goal. Like, let's teach four, five, and six-year-olds that they have a part to play. That when the Holy Spirit, when the presence comes, it's for them, 100% for them, as much as it's 100% for us. Um, yeah, I know, Noelle came up for healing. <laughs> She's had a rash on her arms, and I mean, she just marched right up there. Like, I'm getting healed. So, um, so yeah, so we're excited to have Jenny on board. She's so much fun. She's so good at whatever she does. No pressure, Jenny. I mean, you're out there listening, but no pressure. You know, she just, um, she loves the Lord. She loves to do things with excellence, um, and we're excited to have her. That pre-K ministry is probably going to take a little while to get off the ground, but be on the lookout for it. Yeah, it's coming soon. All right. Uh, last thing is AV volunteers are needed for lyrics. Um, yeah, have a heart for the Lord, the ability to pay attention. So today back there is my Grace. Grace is uh, my second daughter and she was doing the lyrics. And if she's a little slow to get the lyrics up, she hears about it when she gets home. I always tell her, I was like, I want the lyrics right when I need them. I want them like three seconds before I need them. So yeah, you have to have, pay attention. Be able to give the Lord one Sunday morning a month to serve and be teachable. So you don't need great skills. You just need a heart that says, yes, I'll serve. I can do that. Teach me. So this is available. Um, Sid, see Sid for more information. You can email her at sydney at ecfchurch.org. Those are my announcements. Pastor Jason, do you have a benediction? Yeah, put you on the spot. He always has a prayer for you guys. He always has a scripture to read over you as we send you out. Um, so. Yeah, hey guys, periodically, you guys, we have you playing for the full two hours, so <laughs> we appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, rest your fingers and all this stuff uh, this afternoon for sure. Okay, um, let me see, where is this here? Okay, uh, Psalm 60 is part of our reading that we're doing. If you're reading the Bible with us, uh, we got Bible reading plans in the back and in the lobby. Uh, Psalm 60, I believe, was the reading, I think it might have been this morning or maybe it was yesterday morning. Uh, but it says this, so I just want to read this over us and just, re just receive it in. Uh, this morning, because actually is all about what we've been talking about. It says this for this is, but talking about God, He gives us help from trouble. For the help from man is useless. <laughs> Through God, we will do valiantly. For it is He who shall tread down our enemies. Amen. I mean, that was the Lord had that ordained for the end of the service before we knew what the service was going to be. But the help of man, useless. But the help of God, all-powerful, almighty, all good. Amen. Last thing, a common theme as we were praying for almost every single person here was be still and know that I'm God. Sometimes spirit-filled, a spirit-filled, charismatic, Pentecostal faith, we get so, uh, there's a little bit of frantic in there. Like, okay, I know everything we, I need to do. I'm going to renew my mind. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to pray in the spirit. And we're just so busy doing all that we know to do that we forget that it's he, <laughs> it's him. It's him that does the doing. It's us that rests in him. And yes, we do those things, but we do them and we get still before him, trusting that it is by his power, by his might, by his spirit that we are healed. So go 
with go with grace today go in your healing um, this week 